0: All right, how many is glad we serve a God of the dream and the dreamer? Amen. Say it like you mean it. Mean it like you say it. It don't cost a bit more to dream big than it does little. Today I will have my faith built by the word of God. I will not allow my past to control my future. God has given me my dreams to look forward to and my faith as a means by which I will arrive. I will dream big. I do, Amen. Give him one more big hand. Uh, I want to talk to you today about being consistent. Imagine that. It lined up with uh, what Brother Drew talked about with in the uh, the offering time, and we haven't spoken about this. Haven't told anybody what I was preaching this morning. And I'm just thankful that we serve a God that's got it all orchestrated. And all we have to do is pay attention to Him, and He will lead us into the right place. Somebody say amen to that. But a lot of times in this life, we get in a hurry to move from one season to another season. And in the meanwhile, we, we are not consistent in where we are today. So look at somebody and say, be consistent. When we fail to become consistent where we are, then we begin this process of deterioration in where we presently are. So before we can move to the next level, I believe we have to be settled where we are because we have to have a strong footing. The the reason that a baby is to, to be in its mother's womb for the full term is because... We don't like to hear the doctor say that the baby is going to be born premature because there's a chance that if the baby is premature, then everything is not developed correctly. Thank God when babies come out uh, premature, but yet they're they're still fully developed. God is so gracious. Amen? But there's a plan. And that plan is for that baby to to be safe in the womb to get the nourishment and get the fulfillment of the destiny of what God had planned for it. See, too many times we see the vision and and I, I saw somewhere someone put on facebook this morning that it's not about the dream the power whatever it was said that the dream is is not the most important thing it's what's going on in here and i agree with that because the dream is a goal the dream is the plan the dream is what god puts in front of you to show you what you can possess but it takes the authority inside of you and the consistency of knowing who god is look at somebody and tell them be consistent Look at somebody else. Be consistent. The book of Deuteronomy in the sixth chapter and the sixth verse, if you want to turn there with me, or you can read the screens, it says, These words which I am commanding you today shall be written on your heart and mind. It's so good when God puts the word in us and we allow the word to come in us and it becomes part of us. Because when it becomes written in our minds, then it becomes part of who we are. Everything that we do should be should go through the filter of God's Word. I'm going to say that again so you don't miss it. Everything that we say, everything that we are, and everything that we do, we should make sure that it goes through the filter of God's Word. Somebody say, be consistent. Verse 7 says, You shall teach them diligently... To your children, impressing God's precepts on their minds and penetrating their hearts with His truths, and shall speak of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk on the road, and when you lie down, and when you get up. Somebody say all the time. And you shall bind them. As a sign on your hand, forearm, and they shall be used as bands, frontals, frontlets, on your forehead. So what does all this mean? One of the reasons that you can see results and that you will see results that you want to see in your life is because you will come to a place where you begin to believe the Word of God and believe that it'll do what it says it'll do. (laughs) Believe that it is what it says it is. You say, Pastor, do you take the word literal? Absolutely. Someone once gave me a a great compliment as they were trying to to, uh, be ugly to me. They said, you take everything literal. Everything that you say, you want it to be literally what you mean. Do you think? I believe that lines up with Proverbs 18:21 where it says death and life is in the power of the tongue. So, I don't want to get up every morning going, "Oh, my back is killing me." Really? Oh, my head is killing me. Really? You say, oh, it's just a phrase. The Bible doesn't call it just a phrase. The Bible calls it death and life. And the power that you have in your tongue, you can set that. So the Word tells us in verse 7, chapter 6 of Deuteronomy, you shall reach... You shall teach them diligently. And it goes on to say that you'll talk about it in your house. You'll talk about it on your streets. You'll talk about when you lay down. As soon as you get up, you start talking about it. And you know what you're doing? You are crowding out the room for doubt. Come on, somebody. You are crowding out the room that Satan wants to put negativity. And as Miss Ashley was telling us this morning, how God was impressing on her to share with us, that we take on these phrase, these phrases of the world today, and we just take them naturally. And, and, and we just take them like, hey, it's, it's okay to do that because everybody else is doing it. I want to be that Christian that... People can come to and say, listen, I I noticed that when when the pressure got on, you didn't say that word or you didn't speak that death or you didn't. Because I don't care what anybody tells you or what the lie that Satan tells you. People are wanting somebody to be stable in their life. They're wanting somebody to be consistent in their life. And if I'm not consistent for another soul on this earth, I've got three children in this world that I want them to understand that daddy, oh, he's went through some stuff. He has being hit a little hard here and there, and he's not perfect. They can tell you, he's not perfect. But I want them to not have to wonder where I'm at emotionally if they need somebody to pray for them. I want them to understand that I am okay uh, uh, spiritually. Even if my emotions are going crazy, then I can say, no, no, no. No, you stop because I've got a deal and got to be there. They can put some uh, faith in me because I'm consistent. Somebody said, be consistent. And say this, don't hurry. Don't hurry. We want to hurry from one thing to the other. We want to hurry in. You know what what hurrying is caused from most of the time? Fear that you're going to miss out on something. I'm going to hurry. And now, some of y'all, I saw what time you got here for church this morning. Maybe hurrying ain't bad sometime. I didn't see what time you got here. But I don't apologize for saying maybe you ought to be on time. I don't know. But but see, here's the thing. We want to hurry from this season to that season. And we do it prematurely so God doesn't have time. Because when you're saved, you're saved instantly in spirit. Somebody say, I am a spirit. I live in a body. I possess a soul. Your spirit is saved. It's as saved as it'll ever be as soon as you get saved. But your mind needs some saving. Your flesh needs some saving. It's a process. Somebody say, it's a process. And if we get in a hurry and we ain't got time to wait, we're going to miss out on some very important things and our life becomes premature and we're not able to fulfill and then we get mad at God and God's going, hey, I'm back here waiting on you and you ran away from me. Sometimes you have to turn off the radio, the television, put down the device, spend some serious time reading the Word, listening to the Word, and thinking about the Word. Why do you do that, Pastor? Because you've got to be consistent in what you allow your mind to think on. Do you understand that if you just go through life just thinking on whatever comes in front of your eyes, you're going to think some awful thoughts but I have to protect my mind I have to protect my ears and I'm just going to go a little old school on you and I'm not trying to condemn anybody so don't feel condemned I'm not condemning you I'm just telling you where I'm at Um, it's still not cool for me to sit and listen to somebody cuss like a sailor if I'm not going to cuss like a sailor why in the world do I want to turn a movie on and pay somebody to cuss at me You say, well, it's just a movie. Then, hey, if you're not condemned, don't be condemned. Go watch it. But I'm just telling you that with me, I still get up sometimes and I have this little fella inside of me called the Holy Spirit going, you shouldn't have watched that. You shouldn't have listened to that. You shouldn't have entertained that. Because the Bible says, and this is where a lot of folks, you know, try to skate around the the truth of the matter and uh, are you a skater (laughs) the skater was in the pulpit a few weeks ago he's not here today so you ain't no skater you ain't skating around nothing I'm gonna walk with you through this this morning all right so we like to skate around the issue that you know well you know it's just words and everybody does it and and understand that when you get out in the world not everybody was raised like you I get that So therefore, I don't condemn people that do things different than me. I do not. You can be around me very much and you understand that. Matter of fact, I've had preachers that just don't want to be my friend no more because I don't condemn people. It's not my job to condemn people. I'm not going to condemn people. But I also can't allow if the Holy Spirit is checking Jack Midkiff, I can't allow what is going on if it's Kurt or Kinsey or Shag and if it's okay for them. But if the Holy Ghost is telling me, no, 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 you can't do that. See, it's not about them. It's about me. It's not about comparison. It's about me being consistent in who I am. Somebody say amen to that. Somebody say, be consistent and take your time. And all that time that we spend in the word, when you read the word, listen to the word, think about the word, what that time, what that time in the word will do eventually, it will have a powerful effect on your life. See, if you spend enough time around negative people, what do you become? Negative. If you spend, has anybody ever seen anybody that they just happy all the time and you just like, you just want to be their friend just so that you can smile because you can't be around them unless they're happy. Do you understand that doesn't happen automatically? Now, I know some people are just born seemingly with with different outlooks and and all that, but understand that anybody can allow this thing that we have come to know as anxiety get on their head if we allow it to, but we have to make decisions on what we allow in because the bible says, and this is where I skating, and I got off my thought. I'll bring y'all back to the skating rink real quick we 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 get this thing going, and we think, well, you know uh. Pastor, it's, the Bible says it's not what goes into the body that defiles the body, but it's what comes out. You're right. So you put enough nastiness in your ears, eyes, and all that, and it'll start coming out. Because the same way that we read this song, and we sang this song with the, the team this morning that said we make room we make space when you make that space and the reason that you feel so good on on the first part of the week is because you come in here and you allow the the presence of God to invade your space amen and then you you hit you hit monday and and you ain't singing blue monday you're singing bring it on baby bring it on and tuesday bring it on and then wednesday ooh where's that camel hump day and and then Thursday is like, I need Sunday. And Friday is like, oh boy. And Saturday is like, oh my gosh. I don't, I don't want to live. <laughs> but you come back to Sunday and you get that. So what I'm saying is, the reason that we have to take authority in our lives and control what's going on is so that we are consistently present for what God has for us. Because what if? God brings you a great idea. I love to watch Shark Tank. Y'all know that I've told you that before. One idea can change your life. Amen? What if on Thursday night you're going, Oh, what a hard week. What a bad time. Oh, oh no, what is this? What if at that moment God brings this idea in your mind and you have talked yourself out of consistently being ready for whatever God brings and you go, oh, I'll think about it tomorrow. And guess what? You don't remember. Somebody said, be consistent. Start devoting time to the Word. Don't make the mistake. Here's... Here's here's where I want to go today. Don't make the mistake to think that when you read the word, the change is just going to happen miraculously. Bam, I'm a new person. You're a new person in Christ. You're not a new person in Maryville yet. Are you with me? It takes time to get out of the stinking thinking. It takes time to recalibrate your brain to think about faith instead of sorrow. We are taught our whole life to look at the negative because we don't want to get our hopes up. I've heard people say that. Don't get their hopes up, Pastor. You know what? I'm going to get your hopes up. I'm going to talk about everything I can to get your hopes up because the reason I can feel confident in that is I'm not telling you to put your hopes in the economy. I'm not telling you to put your hopes in Dow Jones or any of the NASDAQ. I'm telling you to put your hope in Jesus. So therefore, I feel totally free conscious to stand up here and, and ask Andy to teach us each week about tithing and about giving and understand that because... God is my source. The financial stability of this world does not determine where I am in my finances. God is my source and I will be an overcomer in every part of my life no matter what's going on in the world. In the middle of a pandemic, our church paid off almost a million dollars of debt. I never get tired of saying that. I hope you don't get tired of hearing it because I'm gonna I'm gonna let God know that I appreciate him and let the devil know he's an idiot. I don't care what the devil thinks today. I don't care what he is trying to do in my life. I understand he's a sneaky little fella. But if I stay consistent in the word, the word of God tells me what to look for, what to expect. And the spirit of God pays attention to the word because he says he will teach me things that he hears. And what he's looking for is to hear the word coming into my life. And when the word comes into my life, he has power inside of him that's inside of me. That when the devil comes and tries to knock me off my stand, and he does... He does, I don't know about you, but I'm going to tell you, he does, he did just very recently, but I'm going to tell him today that he is a beat somebody. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I will stand in consistent faith. Why? Because you know what I did first thing when I got up this morning at at, uh, five o'clock? I turned Uh, uh, Lakewood Church on I turned what I knew would give me positive energy in the direction of who Jesus Christ is know what you're listening to so when you start doing that let me say this when I say that it takes time there are events called miracles miracles but I don't want to live my life that I need a miracle. You say, What are you talking about? If I need a miracle, then that means I must have some kind of hellacious sickness, some kind of awful thing that's come upon me. I don't want to live, in my, live my life to where I need a miracle. There are miracles. Thank God for miracles. But I'm not talking about that today. I'm talking about the consistent building of your faith and your spirit so that you can be strong enough to overcome the the temptation that your flesh will be lured by. It's kind of like this. You know, you start feeling them... 32s get a little tight, and then you get some 34s, and then 34s get a little tight, and then you go up 36, then 38, and then 40, and it's like, okay, got to do something. And you go, I'm going to change my eating habits. And that first day, you eat nothing but kale and mustard. There's no calories in either one of those. Kale and mustard. And it's like, I, man... I feel like I have just deprived myself so much. This is day number two. You get up and you go, man, I feel so skinny. I didn't eat nothing but kale and mustard. Where's them scales at? And you walk in there and you drunk so much water that you bloated up three pounds more than you was before. And you go, what? I'm gonna get a Reese cup, <laughs> but see if you get up every day. I'm not telling you to just eat, just eat kale and mustard, but you adjust that diet, and you get up every day and you eat the same thing. And then, then you go, well, I'm losing a little weight, so I wanna, I wanna firm up my muscles a little bit. So you go to the gym, you get that, you get that black package where you can have all the stuff, and 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 you. You go in there the first day, man. You just, you just getting it, and you get up the next day, and your muscles is feeling it. And you go to the, you go to the, uh, the mirror, and you start to look, and you go, oh my gosh, nothing. But I promise you this: you keep eating kale and mustard, <laughs> and you keep, you keep going to the gym every day. Every day, and then one day you're going to be walking, you're going to be in a hurry trying to get out the door, and you're going to be walking by that mirror, and you're going to go, okay. the same way in our spirit life. You get up in the morning and you you, you be in the shower and you be meditating. You be speaking the word of God and you just be in there and and you go, oh, long as I got King Jesus. Long as I got King Jesus. And you get out and you dry off. Ain't nobody else in the house so I'm not flashing nobody. And then you walk you walk by the mirror and you feel like a monster giant I mean you feel like this strong in the Lord and then all of a sudden your towel drops off in front of that mirror. And your song goes from King Jesus to hills and valleys, hills and... And you just get totally depressed. (laughs) And then you start thinking, I'm gonna sing, I just don't look good naked anymore. (laughs) See, inconsistency will make you look for things and then when you don't see what you want you get discouraged and quit but when you are consistent in who God is when you say I'm going to praise him it don't matter what the mirror says I'm going to praise him no matter what I see what I smell, what I hear, what I touch I'm going to praise him no matter how crazy my children are acting I'm going to praise him no matter how many I see or whatever. I'm going to praise him because he deserves to be praised And when you make a place to praise him, no matter what, He will make a place for you to be elevated because he said, when I am lifted up, I'll draw all men to myself. I believe that when you praise him anyhow, then the favor of God, the glory, the cloud of God starts rising around you. I believe that he will send people to give to you like never before. I believe that he will send people to bless you like never before. See, the Word says give, and it shall be given back to you. See, what my, what my consistency does is releases those people that are in. I'm the giver, but they're the blessing to me. And that when Jesus said, somebody said Jesus said. When Jesus said... That if you give, it'll be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Will men give into your bosom? I believe our consistency looses the bands on them. So as I go this way, they come my way. You say, Pastor, I, I don't know about that. Then you won't have that. But I'm telling you today that we have to be patient. Give the word time to do its work. Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, and he answered and said unto them, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. See, the word of God feeds the spirit man just like bread feeds the body. Food has to be built into our body And it has to have time for the nutrients and the minerals. You can't be malnourished, eat one meal and be healed. But if you will get on a consistent diet, then all of a sudden the nutrients in that food will start getting in your body and you will start feeling strengthened. It's the same way with the Word of God. You may not feel better after the first Jesus loves me verse, but if you will consistently put him in your heart and in your mind every day, I believe that, and and don't get in a hurry. Look at somebody, slap them. They ain't listening to you. Slap them and say, don't get in a hurry. Don't get in a hurry. I got to get to work. Then get up earlier tomorrow and spend time with him. I, I, I got to get my kids to school. No, what you got to do is get consistent so when your kid ain't acting like he ought to, you have the word of God to speak into them and they will change their direction. You've got to get the word in you so that you can be consistent. I'm almost finished. What he really intends for us is that we feed on the word to grow in strength, in faith, and bear fruit. To grow in strength by faith and bear fruit in what? In due season. You've never heard a mother that is expecting a child to say, if she's on like week, what, 20, 21. Oh, she's getting excited. She's probably even getting put out a little bit at this point. Her body's starting to change in a way that she didn't expect. Things are getting uncomfortable. But a good mother would never go to the doctor and say, get this baby out of here right now. I don't want it in my body no more. No, no, no. She will take the time because she knows in due season that that baby will come out exactly the way it should. We need to take time and be consistent in our walk with God. You say, well, people are not nice. I ain't asking people. I'm asking you to be nice. I'm not asking people. I'm asking you. I'm asking the children of a most high God that has been giving a blessing of life like nobody else on this planet to be consistent in love. Be consistent in forgiveness. Consistent in expectation on what the word says. So don't get in a hurry Stay in the word. Be patient. The results will come. You say, prove it to me. All right, go to Deuteronomy 7, verse 11. We read this. I'm going to pray and we're going to be finished. Deuteronomy 7, verse 11 says, Therefore you shall keep or follow or obey the commandment and the statutes and the judgments, the precepts which I am commanding you today. Somebody say today. Then. You do it today. Then. You do it today and then there's going to come a then in your life. Then it shall come about because you listen to these judgments and keep and do them that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the steadfast, somebody say that's the consistent ones, the steadfast loving kindness which he swore to your fathers, he will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb. That means your kids, y'all and the fruit of your land that means what you work at see people that hire christians and kingdom minded christians that serve god with all their heart their business will be blessed it's not the economy it's cause you're there amen i said amen cuz i could also tell you the same the same time that people are blessed in a pandemic there also are times when the economy is amazing and business go out of business. Businesses go out of business. So I'm telling you, it's not about the economy. It's about the position of where we are in us. So it says, He will love you, bless you, multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb, bless the bless your land, your grain, and your new wine and your olive oil, the offspring of your cattle, the young of your flock, in the land which he swore to your fathers to give you. Verse 14. You shall be blessed above all peoples. There will be no male or female barren, childless, infertile, among you or among your cattle. The Lord will take away from you all sickness. See, this is about the place where I get literal. I read that and I go the Lord will take away your from you all sickness. Thank you Jesus. This morning in the shower, you know, while I was singing King Jesus. <laughs> that was before anyway, that Every morning I say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I claim Psalm 91 over Jackie Lee. All that he does today, he will be protected and blessed, his health, everything that he does. I, I, then I go to Kenzie. Then I go to Gracie. And everything I talk about, I call out my address here. I call out my address in Nashville. I call out everything that I, is significant to me because I want, and then this morning, I've added something, y'all. I've added something. Since camp me, or, uh, conference, I've added something. I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood. I plead the blood over my children. I plead the blood. Because you know what? There's a line that the devil can't cross and it's the blood line. If you will plead the blood over your business, your business will be blessed. If you will plead the blood over your home, your home will be blessed. If you will plead the blood over your children, your children will be blessed and protected. And you shall consume all the peoples whom the Lord your God will give over To you, your eyes shall not pity them, nor shall you serve their gods, for that would be a deadly trap to you. You know what that means? Well, it's just times have changed, Pastor. And you know, that things are accepted today that, you know, we listen, I'm glad I ain't got a flip phone, so I'm all about progress. But the same consistency that my mama started serving Jesus back in the 40s and 50s with, I think she said she was nine years old. She was born in 36, so that would have been what, uh, 45? In 1945, when she accepted Jesus for her Lord and Savior, and I've heard her say this, you know what, I've failed him many times, but he's never failed me. Since 1945, my mama is turning 86 this year, and God has been consistent to her. The same God that she served and was consistent in her walk is the same God that I am consistent in my walk with. And if it was sin to her, it's sin to me. If it's right for her, it's right for me. Hey, listen, listen. During this this thing called a lifetime, there have been a lot of things called sin that really wasn't sin. It's called silliness. But if it's sin in the Bible, it's sin for me today. Okay, I'll get off that because y'all be singing Hills and Valleys in a minute. If you say in your heart, these nations are greater than I, how can I Dispossess them. You shall not be afraid of them. You shall remember with confidence what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. The great trials which you saw with your own eyes and the signs, the wonders, the mighty hand and the outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out so shall the Lord your God do to all the peoples of whom you are afraid. Moreover, the Lord your God will send the hornet, his terror against them until those who are left And hide themselves from you perish. You shall not dread them. For the Lord your God is in your midst. A great and awesome God. The Lord your God will clear away these nations before you. Little by little. You will not be able to put an end to them quickly. For if you did the wild animals would become too numerous for you. But the Lord your God will hand them over to you. And will confuse them with a great panic until they are destroyed. You know what those last two verses said to us? You may want it done like this, but if you will trust me, I will do it the right way. I'm here to declare to you today, if you will be consistent in the word and not get in a hurry to get away from his presence, he will bring a blessing on your life like you have not yet experienced. I decree and declare and the word says if I do this it will be established on the earth I decree and declare that high praises church will see blessing on blessing on blessing I decree and declare that we'll, we'll see these pews filled up more and more and more I decree and declare that you will be blessed in the morning, blessed in the evening, you say how can you stand and do that, the word of God just gave me the authority to and it just told me that if I will bless bless you I will be blessed and today I bless you in the name of Jesus but I'm here to tell you here's where we're going to get as a church so consistent do you know I read this one time the Methodist church actually got their name because John Wesley was so methodical with prayer that they called him a Methodist And that's where the name came from originally. Would it not be amazing if someone looked at you and was so drawn by your consistency in the love of God that they wanted to be with you and they wanted to be around you, they wanted to glean from every word that you said? I believe that's what the world needs in your workplaces, He said, Oh, they don't act like it. Understand that we operate on a spiritual realm first. And there's something inside them that's hungry for the truth. That's why they're searching in a bottle. That's why they're popping the pills. That's why they're sleeping around. Because they're searching for fulfillment. And the only fulfillment that they really need is the power of God to invade their life. You know where that's, you know, you know how we get that to them? We are consistently in the word and we don't get in a hurry to get out of his presence.
1: Thank you guys so much for joining High Praises Church podcast today. We are so happy to have had you with us. If you just met Jesus for the first time and you want to commit your life to him, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I open my heart and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Take complete control of my life. And help me to walk in your footsteps by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for answering my prayer and saving my life. Amen. God is so good. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you. And may he be gracious to you. Now we want you to stay connected with our socials. You can find us every Sunday and Wednesday on our Facebook and YouTube live at The High Praises Church. And catch us on our Instagram at thehighpraises. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care.